Hey everyone, welcome to episode 2 of Slayer Lair, brought to you by your hosts Amanda Kelly, Chris Rath, and Jen Rath. Thanks a bunch for tuning in, and hope you enjoy. beginning the first intro of the episode where we're reminded that there is one one woman who is the slayer even though we heard that in the first part of this very long episode um (laughs) it's gonna open up with Buffy getting kind of overpowered by the Luke vampire character and which is pretty intense because even this early on I think that we've recognized that Buffy is a superhero of sorts and has super strength and she's rescued by the chunky necklace she's rescued <laughs> by the 90s crucifix, 90s crucifix. <laughs> and it made me so happy <laughs> to see the crucifix come into play so quickly it's amazing what would you do if a guy that you aren't even dating gifted you a giant crucifix <laughs> Dude, I guess it would depend. I mean, I again don't think that 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 angel is attractive. So I would probably. Wait, but um, I feel like wait, hold on. I feel like it. you have to set it up more than that. It's not only a guy that you weren't dating. It's somebody who was stalking you in an alleyway in a town you just moved to, and on the first night, and he's wearing a velvet suit jacket, <laughs> and the fir- and you fight him, and he. Sure. Right, and then the first, and sure. then he gives it to you. So I feel like that's even more exceptional that she just in stride took it and immediately is like, "Oh, cute! I guess I'll wear this." <laughs> this goes with my clubbing outfit. Yeah, she was on her way out anyways. She needed an accessory. Yeah, <laughs> good thing I wasn't already wearing a necklace. Exactly. It's almost like you would wear something like that to protect yourself from like night stalkers attacking you. It's almost the reverse order of what it should be. But she ends up wearing it. I always I thought that it was it struck me as odd that Angel gave it to her and Giles didn't. Um and I just don't really remember enough to know if there's some kind of backstory there or what, but I thought that that was kind of strange. That made me, I guess, more disarmed of Angel. That and his strong jawline. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, I can trust this guy. (laughs) I think it's just because Angel is like 200 years old and like that was a proper gift. Instead of it now being like (laughs) ass eating, it's like on the first date you give your sweetheart like a crucifix, like a giant. (laughs) he's like i'm courting courting you now (laughs) this is like the original swipe right (laughs) (laughs) okay okay but the scene chris you were saying it opens we're jumping right back into the action buffy is pinned inside of like an opened a sarcophagus i guess like a metal tomb um yes agree that it's very intense to hop right in and i feel like we get a breaking tree branch to make a stake 
I wrote that down too. I feel like there should be like a best of things that she makes steaks out of. Because like, is it just that it's early and she's unprepared for fighting vampires? So she brought no pre-sharpened steaks or... No, she got, like... didn't she open up her face? No, not till oh, later. Okay. Yeah. Okay okay, okay. 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 I did love that part, but yeah, that hasn't. Yeah. So yeah, apparently she hasn't felt like. Wait. So remind me how necessary. does how does she get out from under Luke? She dude, lots what? of kicks. Hella kicks. kicks. Okay. So like, it's the she just noises. kicks her way out. Okay. Yeah, okay. After she is. Yeah, she gets the bonus of the necklace, and that's how she gets like out from under him. And then I literally, my notes just say, "Then just a bunch of kicks." <laughs> like, that's literally, that's literally all the fake, from there. the fake kicking noise, <laughs> <laughs> like her heavy breathing. <laughs> so yeah, she gets out of there, and then she is out out of the mausoleum in the cemetery and rescues oh my god Willow. they got Duffy though correct so in the in this episode we find out huh so yeah so when she's fighting all the other vamps and she realizes that jesse is not there jesse the forgettable friend of <laughs> friend of a friend <laughs> yeah Jane. Friend of an incel who, spoiler, <laughs> also gives off heavy incel vibes later. Again, for the second time. I guess now he's a demon, though, so maybe it's different. Oh, spoiler, spoiler. Spoiler, spoiler. <laughs> so we get immediately after some. she gets free, we go right into our two intros. And then we get the awesome... Um, intro credit scenes, which are they the same as they were in the first episode? Yes, they okay. stay the, the same for quite a while. The yeah, yeah, the yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. The, yeah. I thought it was the awesome. Second intro, <laughs> the yeah. second intro, yeah. And so then we slide into Buffy the and Xander having a conversation in the library, yes. right? In the library, yeah. So. Yeah, so this is the part that made me look up this quote, actually, because they're trying, they're in the library, Giles and Xander and Willow and Buffy, and Xander and Willow are, like, quite reasonably trying to rationalize the experience that they just had of being attacked by vampires and being saved by Buffy. And Buffy is kind of, goading them in on it and saying yeah maybe they just had rabies or I can't remember what else she says maybe they're just on drugs and then she says I've seen all of this before and you have to just accept that it's vampires so the quote that I had that super reminded me of that is from the novella I Am Legend by Richard Matheson which is amazing and he talks about in the book how the vampires were able to take over really quickly and the quote was the strength of the vampire is that no one will believe in him and the whole concept was that vampires were able to exist and to quietly kill off whole populations for a very long time because no one was willing to accept that it was vampires and not something else 
So I think Buffy trying to head that off immediately and trying to arm them with knowledge and acceptance that they live on a hellmouth and horrible things are happening. And I think that's also something we talked about in our last episode, that it's crazy that these people have lived on top of this hellmouth for many years as long as this town has existed and they've been able to just continuously write off all of these happenings and I just thought that that was a very good explanation for human beings ways to rationalize things that are magical or unusual even is this the scene that uh contains the creation of the macintosh computer <laughs> oh my god yeah so no or well, is, this is no, when oh. this is when you see willow research for the first time right <laughs> but no <laughs> the later it's later when when they're in the computer yeah it's definitely class. later okay. so wait but willow is on the computer though in this scene, correct. right correct okay and was anyone thrown off by like giles's joe biden closeness to willow in that scene like looking over her shoulder dude it was a little too close for me it was super uncomfortable i realized that they were trying to just get everything in one shot like camera wise but it was so uncomfortable considering they had no prior real relationship before now like their first scene in the library (laughs) i mean as far as i did in the first episode uh when buffy said that she got the wiggins from the library she i think that she did say like oh there's a new librarian there and he (laughs) he's so cool no No. she loved him yeah she she loved him him. yeah she was was like like, he was a curator of a museum and yeah so I do yeah, think that they uh, already have some kind of relationship because it seems like she they kind of set her up to be the only student who goes to the library. True, true. Not that Except that is an excuse for, for close touching. <laughs> it was very, <laughs> very intimate, like very he's close. Pretty old seeming. <laughs> and he gets really close to her and says, Why don't you stay here and help me research? So right. it's like it was very uncomfortable. I did not appreciate creeps. that. I did write yeah. down, though, that he said, maybe you can wrest some information from that dread machine. <laughs> because that's when he stops himself to say how British he is. And I loved it. Because I love Giles. There were a couple really good quotes in this episode. But the one that I wrote down is when Buffy is, they're determining that they're going to have to go through the sewer system, right? And Buffy says, vampires really jam in the sewers. You can get around without catching a new race. Yes. Yes. I actually wrote that down too. It's such a good quote. The whole whole thing was absolutely amazing. The screenwriting is just perfect. It's so perfect. I feel like they wanted to hold on to some of her like valley girl this. Yeah. Yeah, it's very LA. Mm -hmm. So they come back. So the first scene is them in the library, and that's when we see Willow on a computer for the first time. And then it goes to later on, she's in computer lab with Cordelia, and that's when Cordelia <laughs> says to herself, I am so mentally challenged, <laughs> which did not age well. So Willow can hack with literally three keystrokes into Sunnydale's yeah. <laughs> planning system. 
Um, Embarrassing. Concerning, best case scenario, and confusing, worst case scenario. <laughs> um, but I definitely am not surprised that they made the nerdy, uh, book smart person also a hacker because it's the 90s. Um, they go pretty hand in hand. That was amazing. Um, also, yes, the scene where Luke feeds from the master, that was so sexual. <laughs> I just really <laughs> need to bring it back around and reiterate how sexual that was. The master has his head back and is like closing his eyes in pleasure or and or pain. <laughs> being tasted um and it was made me really uncomfortable almost as uncomfortable as the space invasion of giles on willow <laughs> i don't know which was worse and they were happening at the same time it was really horrible for me yeah so yeah <laughs> they and i was kind of also got a little confused because this luke guy talks about how um you know, like the last time someone caught him, fought him and lived was in 1843 Madrid. And he says, he caught me sleeping, but I thought that all slayers were women. So I was a little confused as to, is he just talking about some person who's fighting him? Were there slayers that were men? I must just be a person. I as far I'm as I know, there were never slayers that were men. They're pretty firm. Women. <laughs> they're definitely firm <laughs> <laughs> there is no doubt about that yeah and then even before he they do that like um we get that master luke scene they when they're kind of pro providing jesse the, the way that he's just like stroking jesse's <laughs> neck <laughs> and he was like mm, i thought you were just back but really you're the key to our plan to beat the slayer <laughs> next, next strokes <laughs> yes very sexual very sexual the, the whole vibe is fucked up honestly it's just really really wrong and it definitely it's a trope that we see a lot there's just this weird intertwining of sexuality and vampirism that is inescapable. Uh, I guess. <laughs> it only gets worse from here. It only yeah. gets worse from here. <laughs> so after um, a little, we have this, you know, the scene that's in the library and then the scene that's happening at, I guess, the Hellmouth at the same time. And then it comes back to the school. And that's when, like we were saying earlier, when we get that Cordy saying that she's mentally challenged, which is just all bad. And yeah, just, I, I don't know, that that struck me as well as a, oh my God, this was 97. That um, whole part too, because that, I wrote down a much lesser part of that scene, which is when Cordelia is talking to her friend and she's kind of gossiping about Buffy, this unnamed character who, as far as I know, we never see again, just this teenage <laughs> total dude bro with super long hair comes in. And he's like, what? <laughs> like, that's the craziest, most 
just absolutely outrageous accent going on. And he only says like three sentences and they're all, he definitely just like slides into their conversation, literally on a rolly chair, slides into <laughs> the scene. What? So while, while that's happening in the computer room, um, Buffy is doing the most outrageous physical thing I've ever seen, which is where she wants to leave campus during school and the principal comes and finds her and we get one of our phenomenal implied Buffy puns where he says, this is the Buffy I like at my school with two feet planted firmly on the ground. And then obviously she jumps 12 feet in the air <laughs> and lands but she doesn't even bend her knees before jumping <laughs> or she landing oh yeah. so she lands in a crazy <laughs> and then like looks around as if as if now is the time where it's important to make sure no one's looking is after you've jumped 12 feet straight up yeah, this is another it's case maddening. of like what are her powers <laughs> and like what, what are, her are the limits to her powers <laughs> and do the physics can she fly? <laughs> yeah, that has that has been driving me insane for fifteen years. <laughs> <laughs> oh really also bothersome. i just have to say that i was really upset by the way that her principal dissed the royal family <laughs> oh, yeah. they have all kinds of problems yeah, they do <laughs> have some problems though lisbeth is struggling <laughs> but that might be the one phrase in the whole episode that actually aged correctly <laughs> yeah, totally. so i am okay with it he's basically a soothsayer at this point <laughs> I'll allow it. Okay, yeah. So Buffy goes from from that wonderful jump back to the mausoleum. And this is where she has her interaction with Angel. Because and... what he does again, he sneaks up on her. Yeah. <laughs> it That's is another <laughs> the second interaction that they have is another him scaring the shit out of her in a totally unromantic way. In a bit what might not even be considered legal now, following the V2 <laughs> movement. And yeah, I don't know how they really need to stop meeting like this. It's just really horrible. <laughs> <laughs> it's in a mausoleum um, too like could you be any more creepy yeah. just <laughs> he's just hanging out this is kind of like they really start setting up their banter here which i really appreciate um oh this is where the, he becomes a sad boy yeah he mentions <laughs> yes. the f word friend yeah don't you have any friends <laughs> Oh, and then also where Buffy calls the Hellmouth a suck fest. <laughs> it fully is. It flash, is. Flash it immediately shows us suck. it is. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I would also like to point out that in preparation for this like zombie battleground that she is knowingly walking into. She does not remove her sunglasses. She just pushes <laughs> them up to like hold pull back her flyaways. Sunglasses <laughs> are amazing. Fly. They're those like really thick plastic 90s ones that are like oval shaped or I don't know. It's yeah. just 
we that all is what they are. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Did you guys They're watch? Amazing. Did you guys watch Cruel Intentions? Of course, yes, dude. Of course, yes. <laughs> it flashed me back to the SMG Cruel Intentions sunglasses. She has good yeah. sunglasses moments. Yeah, <laughs> in the nineties. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Okay, so she we get Buffy going to. Oh, okay. Angel tells her to go east towards the school. And this is another part where I am like, is her power also an internal compass? Oh my God, right? Yeah, she's underground. underground. (laughs) Yeah. How do you know which way is east? She knows though. So she goes, and then when she walks away, he whispers, good luck. (laughs) No, because she says, do you want to wish me luck? And he does like a pouty angel face. And so she walks away. And then to himself, he says, (gasps) what? He is so creepy. He's the master because he's already haunted. He's he's the master of doing too much. And then he has a moment where he can actually make human contact with her and he chooses to not. (laughs) You have already stopped this girl. Like, please just wish her luck. What is wrong with you? He's just setting himself up to be a sad boy. Yeah, dude. He's just the saddest boy in the whole series. And then I like how they, the way that they kind of like set up this creepy sewer and it's just kind of dark and a little ominous. There's some green, there's some dust around. There's these huge nitrous tanks in the background (laughs) just because like that spells creepy sewerage, I guess. Oh, yes. And who, who does she run into among the creepy sewer nitrous tanks oh xander who's (laughs) fragile as fuck and could not the whole episode was actually an ode to xander's fragility because (laughs) he because buffy did not need his help and that did not sit well with him and he had so many conversations with so many people who were like dude you're being offensive (laughs) like just let buffy do her job and he still did not listen to them and ends up going to quote unquote protect her, help her. She doesn't need you. He just gets in the way. Yeah. Yeah, dude. She definitely tells him as they're walking and she's telling him that story about how she has to cut off that football player's like thick football player neck with a tiny exacto knife. And then she has to stop because she's like, oh, am I making you uncomfortable? <laughs> <laughs> With my vampire slayage. A little bit. And it made me upset how he said that he would rather be in the vamp dungeon than in chem class. And I took personal offense. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, Xander. That's just hurtful. Why even say that? That's just rude. You need your education, obviously. (laughs) (laughs) And I... She gives him a huge wood cross. <laughs> yes. It's totally. as big as her necklace. It's huge. <laughs> was it like in her pocket or something? No, remember when she, oh, she stopped up? Yeah. In her awesome like slayer first aid like emergency kit that was hidden. Well, in I her think room. that that hasn't happened yet. She like okay, you're right. That okay. hasn't happened. That yet. hasn't that happened. Hasn't then happened. where does she, she like, get the cross? She just has it. I don't understand. <laughs> I Wait, mean, I where guess... did the cross come from? When did she <laughs> grab the cross? 
from her yeah, locker. She must just have it, dude. She must just have it. It's a it's a it's a plot hole where the cross comes from. <laughs> she probably broke it off a tree branch somewhere. And like she carved was... it, whittled it. Yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus like dropped it down. <laughs> um, okay, so we get so kind of at the same time as that is when we were having uh these scenes back at the school. And one of the scenes that we get is from the library when Giles is researching the harvest, which happens on the solstice. And he he goes, of course, it's tonight. (laughs) He literally glances over for two seconds. He, like, moves his eyes to the right and then back to center. And he's like, that's tonight. (laughs) How much mental math did you just do of, like, centuries of prophetic math he's really <laughs> smart he used to curate a museum so. more sense. like he's sense. like fuck where's willow i need her to hack into the government's calendar to understand what day the <laughs> <is>. <laughs> exactly exactly <laughs> well there and then we have the scene where willow has cordelia delete her web all of her homework so yeah because apparently she's trying to write co- they're having code why writing class why aren't they yeah. just learning how to type i didn't have code writing class <laughs> yeah and in high school where's mavis speaking <laughs> we know <laughs> like their school's really looking out for the best interests dude how ahead of the time is that? Like yeah. all of those people now are like boomers that have coding jobs in San Francisco yeah. because of this. Exactly. <laughs> and it's like a small ass town supposed to be. Like I'm impressed with the public education <laughs> standards here. And then we get a uh, going back to the Hellmouth and we get that's when we have Xander and Buffy finding Jesse and he, uh, they're walking twist. (laughs) Yeah. So they're walking around underground and they are like, Ooh, there's all these rats. And then who do they see? Jesse, who was laying on the ground. And then they immediately hug him. (laughs) He was, rats were crawling on him. (laughs) Wait, you wouldn't hug me if I was kidnapped. And you, not if you had rats on you. No, Buffy just met this guy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but Xander. And he was creepy. Like two days ago. (laughs) Yeah, but Xander, like, this is his homie that he, like, drugs girls drinks with. Like, they're hella close. (laughs) Yeah. Like, you think he's not gonna hug him? Come on. Dude, and Jesse does have one pretty good line here that is very dramatic, and I appreciate him for it, where Xander hugs him and asks him if he's okay. Which, like, obviously not. He says, I am not okay on an epic scale. (laughs) And I I really appreciated that. (laughs) Yeah, dude, you're literally in a vampire super cave so and pretty not much immediately we get what do we get the vampire face (laughs) (laughs) well first we get vamps around every corner first they're cornered oh right that he's chill 
they're cornered. They're, they're hugging. They're still hugging each other. They're licking the rat feces off of each other. <laughs> and then they're cornered. And then they turn around. It's the artful 90s turnaround scene where you're distracted. But as soon as you turn around, you see that the real danger it's actually your homie that you go to high school with because he's now a vampire. And did he immediately become a vampire and then all of a sudden was wearing a blazer? <laughs> or did he put no. one on later? What did he, wait, did he not have the same clothes on? He's wearing a, like, oh, a no. sweater thing. He changes. He, he gets, gets a blazer later. Yeah, okay. He okay. wears dated clothes that later. he finds in the sewer. At the Goodwill. To the Bronx. Down. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like, like he goes to the, in the sewer later. All the clothes that people flush down the toilet when they're out of season. He oh my gosh, did you guys hear about how in Reading they somebody was flushing using cut up pieces of t shirt for toilet paper <laughs> and they were flushing it down the toilet and then the city sewage broke. <laughs> so that's where his clothes are made. Up. <laughs> Bro. Whoa, whoa. Shout out to all of our listeners in Reading. Yeah. <laughs> Follow us on Twitter. Okay. And then so we have uh they're trying to escape, run away from all the vamps, and stupid Xander is a nuisance. <laughs> and Buffy's trying to close the door and she's like, Xander, come help. And I just feel like she was being nice <laughs> to try. <laughs> giving him a job and making him feel like he could actually help her do anything do you think that she like she has superpowers right so do you think she was just pretending she couldn't close the door just to give him like one moment in his shitty day (laughs) of feeling like he actually did something yeah because she was struggling with a metal door however she has broken metal in half at this point she has like jumped 12 feet totally. she could have easily just closed this metal door but instead was like oh oh they're in their house i need you pal <laughs> yeah exactly like, gotta give i feel something. like that's exactly what's happening here Okay, there is one moment. Okay, so finally they get the door closed, of course. they She is unable to open the door, but is able to lift Jesse with one hand and throw him out the door before it gets slammed closed. <laughs> yes, dude. Knocking down like they, four others. Exactly, with the force of the throw. And then they are climbing a ladder, and as they're escaping up through a manhole... We get a full shot of Xander's wallet chain. Yeah. I've been waiting for so long to talk about the wallet chain. The wallet chain. I'm so (laughs) thrilled because in the beginning, I had written down, like, does Xander's shirt have mushrooms on it? Question mark. It does. does. I thought they were jellyfish at first. It's mushrooms (laughs) on, like, a sea of grass, dude. It's just, like, a grass pattern with mushrooms and i think he's wearing a corduroy jacket over it and all of that was wonderful but then when he climbed out of the tunnel <laughs> and you get the wallet chain dude i was so happy yeah i bet he got it at spencer's <laughs> yeah <laughs> i feel like i definitely had a wallet chain i'm not gonna lie i definitely had like a studded belt a wallet chain i think I, a lot of it i got at hot topics for sure zoomies Dude, honestly, I feel like that is pretty chill. I had those checkered pants that had the, like, 
looped chains that would hang behind your ass and legs and get yes. stuck on all the chairs when you would try to sit down in class. Yeah. Wait, your guys' dad let you wear that? No, dude. I cannot picture your dad allowing that. Yeah, our dad didn't really did not have much to say about what we wore, to be honest. He went yeah. to work oh, okay. really early in the morning. Oh, okay, okay, got it. Yeah, yeah. so... <laughs> Fine. Yeah, fine. we wore whatever we wanted. That's Rebels. Yeah. yeah. All of the wallet chains. Obviously, that's chains. what happened. That was the hole in our parenting. <laughs> that's your trauma. Yeah, that's definitely my trauma. trauma. It's our yeah. childhood trauma. Okay. <laughs> right. Okay. So we uh have them climbing into the ducks, the air ducks, air duct. Uh-huh. Which seems like a much better place to get chased from vampires <laughs> in. And then they come out into this huge power plant. Like, it's huge. And I, the town is supposed to be tiny. So I just didn't understand. I, I guess I don't understand power. Or <laughs> Wait, maybe it's okay. Maybe there's a larger city nearby, but this is the, sh- the town that gets shit on and gets all the radiation from like the power. This is the Aaron Brockovich town <laughs> that they have that they're near the fucking power plant, and that's why their shit is so fucked up. There's vampires, there's murders, there's hellmouths, there's a giant power plant. There's probably like a fucking waste processing plant yes. across the river. Something like it that. It all makes I sense. Can see that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, and so there was, the, as they were climbing out of the manhole, there's that amazing hand of the vampires sticking out <laughs> and grabbing onto Buffy's his shoe. And she's like trying to shake it off, shake it off. And then it just very slowly, like, ah. <laughs> Well, the sunlight touches it. The sunlight touches the hand and burns it. (laughs) You have to get back inside. Well, it hurts. It hurts when they catch rays. She laid that out in the beginning of the episode. Yes, yes. Can't be be catching those rays. (laughs) Yes, amazing. Okay. And then so our next scene we have back into the Hellmouth. And we get some disruption down there. And someone makes the master angry. Wait, who makes the master angry? Uh, Colin, I guess. he's a vamp that they named colin and he right the master gets really upset with him and he literally pokes his eye out oh yeah he's upset Did i miss this so he's upset because he is the one who basically goes to tell them they've they've escaped master and the master's like how could you let them escape and then he pokes his eye out (laughs) Yeah, that's does he eat the eye? It doesn't show it. Pans it away. doesn't show it. Yeah, <laughs> okay. it's just like ooh, poking your eye out, mm-hmm. and then it immediately goes to that Luke dick sucking scene where he's like, he. I okay. feel like he's even positioned like at his dick level. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. It was so. And there's candles. That's what I'm. That's yeah, romantic. That's what I'm it's because they're fucking vampires. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Yeah, it, they keep so... the romance alive. 
Okay. So okay. Cool. And then we get that amazing. Um, we get that quote that while this is happening, this is what Lucas say. He says, my blood is your blood. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. The, the master, and this is the callback. They're saying, my blood is your blood. My soul is your soul. My body is your instrument. Ooh. Which I think those should be your vows. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, done. Locked we in. We could work it in. Yeah. We could work it in. Yeah. Um, can we also talk about how all of the vampires have like beautifully manicured fingernails <laughs> like, they're they look really nice and my eye got a fresh set right before the world ended and now they look like shit so i'm hella jealous and like hella noticing all of the vampire nails i want to ask them what shape they are and why they're not coffin shaped because that would be on scene <laughs> but they're not they're spooky pointed but yeah, the master. It's has interesting. Really it's interesting because like their skin is pure white, right? Because they're vampires, and so their manicures are also white. It's like the they nude are. vampire manicure because it matches the color <laughs> yeah. of their skin, which yeah. is very pale death color. <laughs> and so it just looks like their fingers are long, kind of, and just end in. Like a square. Of some kind. <laughs> I mean, I guess they have, to have long nails because they poke each other's eyes out. So. Yeah, and so that yeah. his hand will look like really luscious and beautiful when he extends it to Luke for kisses. He, <laughs> he definitely like presents it in yeah. some kind of way, dude. Yes, and that's when they. So Luke is. They call him. The, the surrogate right and so when he is the surrogate does that mean that like he doesn't get any yum yums and only the master gets the yum yums it's yes i think that the only yum yums that he's getting would be it's like he's he's baby birding it to the master <laughs> he's gonna he's gonna get it and then but it's like going to the master okay <laughs> Cool. He's baby burning it. Yeah. <laughs> All those souls and their life's blood. What is the master's power? Basically, he is going to kill all the humans and like make them into vampires. That's like his whole thing. And he's this like super strong ancient vampire and he's trapped. So the time warping is just, I think, them showing that there's like a literal barrier where he can't leave where he is because remember how they explained like in the first episode how that earthquake happened and he got trapped essentially in that like bottleneck or whatever so he's trapped between the two worlds and so when there's like the vroom, 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 time warping i think that's the cgi trying to show us that he's like close to escaping or whatever yeah okay um so i just thought he was giving people like migraines or something <laughs> i don't know i can tell what was trying to be accomplished there. they determined that luke is the vessel the gang has to kill the vessel is essentially what they decide in the library they realize what's going on this is where we get that buffy has to stop at her house 
and get her supplies. Okay. Yes. In yes. the Jesus first aid emergency kit. Yeah. Yes. And it's so amazing because it like immediately just shows her at her house and the first thing you get is her like pony on her top of her head with such fury and it's like she's wearing a bump it it's huge it's literally on the top of her head and it's like fountaining over with those little single hair bangs in the front (laughs) oh the the single hair bangs have been amazing in this episode yes so good and she has this like amazing moment with her mom with Joyce who I love I love her mom so much forever and I feel like she deserves hella credit because she doesn't know that her daughter is out killing baddies she just thinks that she she thinks she has a troubled teen and so she goes to like talk to Buffy and tell her that she cannot go out tonight and even though it feels like the end of the world when you can't go out when you're 16. And she says, the tapes all say the same thing. <laughs> She's listening to parenting tapes. <laughs> Just like shout out to Joyce for trying so hard. That's amazing. I love her. The tapes. <laughs> the tapes. Yeah. It's like, dude, your daughter has a secret chest of like, sharp wooden stakes and holy water i don't think the parents like a a bunch of communion wafers is that yeah i was wondering what the communion wafers were for like is that just a snack (laughs) do you like throw them in vamp's mouths or like you invite them over for tea and a biscuit and you're like ah and like that's poison that's the body of christ (laughs) that gotcha (laughs) And I really like her really old leather jacket. I was wondering if this was something that was from the movie because they don't really talk about it. She just puts on this old ass leather jacket. She's like, yeah, got to get my supplies. And her dope leather jacket is one of those. Um, It does look kind of burned too. We should look that up because the arm, the like shoulder of the leather jacket totally looks like it could have been burned. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which so makes sense. I was wondering if that was like maybe something someone gave her in the movie or something. Maybe, maybe her last stalker gave it to her. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, I didn't see the communion wafers the first time, but I see them now. It's really funny. There's so, so many, many of them. <laughs> it's like a whole yeah. mason jar, like a huge liter. <laughs> it's way too many it's way too many and i I just don't (laughs) understand what they would be useful oh maybe if you get bit you can eat one you know like you're not getting tricked and you can eat one and it saves you or something i don't know like anti-venom or something (laughs) if you just eat some (laughs) jesus it'll help (laughs) i like that theory she also just picks up a loose steak and shoves it up her giant jacket sleeve. <laughs> and then I guess it's just in there. And it's like, dude, is, do you well, have something she built feels- in to that? Is that where the crucifix came from earlier, dude? Maybe she just has a little compartment <laughs> exactly. in there for holy artifacts. <laughs> she just opens it and it's <laughs> steaks of all different <laughs> things that she's ripped off. <laughs> no, it's like some type of weird mechanical thing, like in the prestige, how he has like a mechanical <laughs> sleeve. 
<laughs> the jackets that Job has with like the birds. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, okay. So we are, are we finally back at the bronze? Yes. So yeah, we found out God. that of course, Thank fucking God. where else would the vamps go but the bronze? <laughs> they need the young flesh. Yes. The young. No, there's no cover charge on Friday night. <laughs> okay. I'm really happy that you say that because (laughs) we get this scene where we pan past the bouncer and he is standing outside counting a wad of cash. (laughs) And I was like, they specifically said that there's no cover on Friday nights. Why does he have all this money? And then so I'm at this point, he also asks to see the vamp's IDs. And so I immediately am like, okay, he is taking money from these underage kids to get into this club. So that so I'm convinced they are drinking booze. <laughs> They're paying off the Because <laughs> why else would he have money on a night when there's no cover? Okay, that's true. I think we'll have to we'll have to take that into future episodes and see what that's evidence yeah. we can gather gather towards that. Okay, so there's a scene uh, inside the bronze, and we've got Cordelia talking to her little tribe, and she is kind of like talking about how she likes senior boys better because <laughs> they- <laughs> what grade is she in? She looks forty years old. <laughs> what grade? What grade is she? I think, that yeah, I think they're just- sophomores. I think yeah. they're sophomores. To be honest, it's rough. Holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. And then we get Jesse just like creeping her super hard. And she's like, I'm going to go dance. And this is where we get her dancing, just like swaying to this rock rock. (laughs) 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 And then Jesse just appears. And then apparently they start slow dancing. And so well, he no, it's creepy. This is where his yes. like hella extra creepiness. Yeah, this comes is out. where he has his his blazer, right? I can't tell if he's wearing. He's a blazer. definitely dressed for the bronze, but this is so Cordelia. Whenever he was like, "Hi, I would like to have your consent to dance," she was always like, "No, get out of here." And then as soon as he's creepy and at one point she's like i thought i told you i didn't want to dance and he was like shut yes up. she literally <laughs> she said, said shut she up just is so into it she's like well maybe just one yes <laughs> she loves it that is she how it loves- happens she's a yes she's hella about it she loves that she wants to know what show, hit. they're right yeah they're right she was not joking when she was asking what your childhood trauma is she actually <laughs> wants to know she wants to compare yeah um and then so okay so outside is where we get all of the vamps is are now coming in and this is where the bouncer asks them for their ids and he grabs they grab the bouncer because he's like the first kill i guess he like drags drags him onto the stage Oh, yeah. Um, right? So Luke drags the bouncer onto the stage and he's like, are y'all ready for some fun or whatever he says? <laughs> and when I was first watching it, I was just like, dude, whoever is their lighting person at this at the bronze is very professional. Like they haven't ran away. They just keep it going. They yeah. keep it going. <laughs> and then I was happy that later on they revealed that it's actually a vampire controlling the spotlight. <laughs> 
<laughs> so it makes total sense that Luke is being kept in the spotlight. And this is where he eats the, or yeah, eat, consumes or whatever, the bouncer. And they get that weird scene with the master. And it's kind of like that scene in E.T. where like E.T. and Elliot are connected. And <laughs> you see it like Luke drinking. It's like, mm, mm, and then the ma- master is in the hell mouth. And he's also just like, mm. You can see that they're like, I guess that's the baby birding happening. Yeah. <laughs> Real time. That's the sound of the baby bird. Yeah. <laughs> the master even lifts his face up with his mouth open. He's like, ah. <laughs> Ew. Drop that in there, Luke. <laughs> um, okay. I would like to point out, though, that it is, like, pretty crazy. And I guess just a sign of the confidence and how big of a deal the harvest is that the vampires show up at the bronze in full vamp face. They, every other time we've seen them, they mm-hmm. have been clever. They have kind of lured people in, usually in kind of sexy ways, actually. So maybe these are sexy vampires after all. Um, they're luring people in with their human face. And this time they come in like skipping darla is literally skipping down the street and all of them not have very like harley on. quinn esque it's like motion. and jesse is the only one who is using any kind of trickery and by the time everyone comes into the bronze he also has vamp face and cordelia sees it and screams and everything but it's interesting to me that even dead because jesse is dead and a a demon lives inside his body. And even then, he still had to go, like, pull one over on the hot girl who rejected him. <laughs> because the incel vibes go deep. And he, <laughs> like, still needs to separate himself from the crew to, like, yeah, to go torture Cordelia one last time. So, also, I thought that vampires had to get invited in. Isn't well, maybe that, just to a paying, place of residence. Just okay. to a residence. And this is, like, a public is, place. <laughs> They paid the cover charge. That yeah. I mean, they, they did not. They killed they ate the bouncer. The bouncer. They didn't <laughs> have the <laughs> And so then we get our uh, gang showing up outside to. Wait, can I oh, say yeah. one thing? The gang is showing up. So many people died before they got there. <laughs> yeah, totally. So many have already died, which will be important later when the town. Is totally fine. Yeah, the next day totally and not traumatized at all. <laughs> but <laughs> at least minimum like twenty people have been killed at this point. Yes. Wow, that's crazy. <laughs> totally. <laughs> they had they so have many cutscenes of people. Yes, they had yeah. so many cutscenes of people like being attacked and killed. And I guess like, there was rapid succession. all of the. You could tell that the master was like almost. You know, he's getting pretty charged. Yeah, his tummy is all full of num nums. He's <laughs> fully <laughs> erect at this point. Yes, he's fully erect. <laughs> yes. So we get the gang shows up, and Buffy immediately gives Willow all of her supplies, which I felt like she is not going to know be able to use them as good as Buffy, and that was confusing to me. <laughs> and, <laughs> 
okay and then then that's when we get the reveal that the lighting guy is a vampire because <laughs> buffy comes in through this through the roof i guess and she that's the first guy that she kind of the vamp that she throws down and she immediately jumps on the pool table which i just feel like is bad form she's gonna scuff the maddie she, like backflips onto it <laughs> yeah. she does this like crazy backflip showing us again her full upper body strength that allowed her in the first episode to go fully vertical on yes. top of that pole above angel and then i think again. that also this is another reminder that we're missing out on like this training learning powers montage <laughs> watch the movie i guess no, she's I just guess a cheerleader she's just a cheerleader, cheerleader oh yeah so that's right yeah she is a cheerleader you're totally that's right. all we need to know is she, she can't do backflips so she can do this and that's fine yeah she throws a symbol to decapitate a vampire. And I just feel like symbols are not that sharp. <laughs> it seems so unrealistic. This must be another power of hers. <laughs> to like make symbols sharp. Yeah. <laughs> no, she's once again showing her arm strength that was completely absent to cl- that she could not close the door <laughs> but she can throw a symbol with so much force it decapitates, Did it decapitates somebody yeah i guess yeah, yeah when there's no male fragility in the picture she yeah she's trying to make friends yeah true that that true does that. make sense yeah and so then we have just some more fighting some bad, a lot of fighting and battling happening a lot of spin kicks yeah a lot like of spin, so kicks. spin kicks with so that many high spin kicks. yes and <laughs> i don't i don't know there's this scene where willow pours the whole bottle of holy water on a vampire <laughs> and i feel like a drop probably would have worked <laughs> she doesn't even try that's all the defense she has <laughs> good thing buffy is good at what she does yeah Good thing Buffy gave her multiple options because she just totally you like fully upended one. Yes. So now she only has a couple weapons left. Watch her like stab one vampire with 20 stakes. Yes. <laughs> and then um, but yes. while all the fighting is happening, Xander again completely bitches out by not being able to kill his best friend immediately. Like yeah, he's like <laughs> Jesse, you've got to be in there, bro. <laughs> and even the demon, the demon inside of Jesse is even frustrated by that. He's yeah. like, you know what? Let's unpack these feelings that you're having. Your friend is dead. And even before he was dead, he sucked. And like, now he's a demon. Okay. Can you just Yeah. Just get over still. it. And, yeah. Dude. And Xander couldn't even vagina up and kill yes. him. Fucking, he got killed when someone accidentally bumped into him. Oh <laughs> and, God, like, dude. he was thrust into the stake that Xander was holding. Yeah, embarrassing. It was, it embarrassing. was an accident, accidental kill. <laughs> it was manslaughter. It was manslaughter. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Also, Willow pours that whole jar of holy water on Darla who doesn't even die dude she shows up in many other she's a whole plot point in angel like yes she definitely is not killed by that but she was trying to eat giles and since we know that giles and willow have an inappropriate romantic connection already it makes sense that she would take that uh super serious action yeah totally 
But yeah, real. So holy yeah. water does not kill vampires. Apparently, Maybe. Yeah, it in this like timeline, it seems like it burned her. Like her face looked like it was right. Like she like ran away. Right? Yeah, yeah, she runs away, but she doesn't turn to dust. No, she runs away. Okay, I yeah. do remember that because I remember thinking the smoke effect of the person, whatever, like actor was running out of the room because <laughs> it was like smoke coming from the head part, and I was like. Wow, that's really good practical effect of the smoke coming from your head. <laughs> so amazing. Um, but yeah, basically it's a giant fight scene, and then we are rewarded with a slow-mo scene of Luke dying. Yeah. Luke getting killed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I really liked the fake out that Buffy did where she was like, oh, it's the sun, and smashes the wall. Yes. And then it's not, and she's like, you idiot it's 9 p.m we're all at the club stupid <laughs> imagine the last thing you hear is someone calling you an idiot <laughs> and then turning to die so i just as like a separate side note i read that they decided that they wanted to have the vamps turn to dust because that way the gang doesn't have to deal with like what do we do with these bodies now oh my god amazing that is true that kind of gives you unlimited like free reign to murder as many like <laughs> demons as you want in one night really exactly Not, yeah you have to bury them or whatever and then okay so we get the death scene of luke the surrogate the chosen one the master meanwhile in the hell mouth feels that his lover has just perished mm-hmm. he's very distraught we're panning around the bronze at the destruction, the loss of life, the tragedy. And who's there? And who is in the background having not helped at all? At all. But Angel. It's Angel. Angel. Dude, but, but what does he deliver? An excellent pun. Yeah. He stands there and says, well, I'll be damned. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I wish he he had a mic to drop. Yes, dude. That was it. You get it? Get it? Get it? Yeah. It's amazing. Again, again, it's just muttering to no one. He's muttering to himself. (laughs) To no one. Because that's that's all he has. He's been alone alone for a long time. time. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Angel is going to be how we are when we're allowed to go back outside. And we have like (laughs) lost all of our ability to like socially interact with humans. (laughs) Gonna like stand in the corner and like whisper to ourselves. (laughs) Good luck. so good okay and then so after afterwards we get a oh (laughs) get a um go right into the school and it pans to the high school everything's sunny and great and and back to normal dude there wasn't a huge loss of life yeah Yeah. (laughs) cordelia thinks that maybe it was a biker gang or something (laughs) And then as if she didn't know Jesse. Like, what? You saw him change. And then Buffy's like eating a sucker for breakfast, I guess. In a cherry print dress, dude. She's wearing a cherry print 
Like, dress. I feel like, it's like it, it's fair for her mom to be concerned. <laughs> she, she it's like, do you remember? Practice. Do you remember the little <laughs> sister in um in Ten Things I Hate About You? Yes. She is that little sister in this scene. I swear to God, that girl wears the exact same cherry print dress. Yes. It's everything. Eating a sucker for breakfast, just chilling. And she's like, oh, hanging out with Giles. What happens? Yeah. And this is where we kind of get the cool, really like setting up the series where Giles tells Buffy that, you know, the Hellmouth is going to continue to like make this town a breeding ground for vampires and then other demons and demonic forces that are even stronger than vampires and there's many more battles ahead which is just a dope way of setting many it up. seasons worth <laughs> many seasons worth correct but then they just walk away xander and willow and buffy just walk away and talk about the various ways that buffy could get kicked out of school and the oh, last yeah. one of the episode is giles saying the earth is Doomed. Yeah. <laughs> Buffy's like, I'm just gonna try to not do homework or it's something I can't. Yeah, excessive <laughs> not studying. Yeah, she says excessive not studying. Yeah, it seems like she is gonna. Doesn't she go to college? Um, yes. Yeah. After right. her yeah. And Willow go to college, They're and Xander Willow. goes into construction and like stays in school. <laughs> Wait, I forgot. Yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. Wow. That's what happened. They did him dirty. No, they did him correct. They did him correct. (laughs) (laughs) So that's it. First two episodes. First two episodes. What do we think? It was a wild ride. Yeah, it was a wild ride. I feel like it holds up, except for some phrases. (laughs) But I... Even the phrases that don't hold up, though, I appreciate that it's, like, mostly Cordelia who says them. And, you know, so I think that that's kind of interesting. And so far, Buffy herself has just been great. I think that we have a lot of, you know, great, strong female characters and some, like, weak-ass male characters (laughs) and dope-ass Giles, I guess, which kind of fits in there in a weird way. Um, And so, yeah, I'm really excited to kind of get get going and remember, probably not remember, (laughs) just get surprised when I see what happens to all of these characters. I already love them. I am super invested, and I already feel like they set it up really well. Yeah, how are you guys feeling? I'm excited for the rewatch and just to be able to chat with you guys about what the hell is going on. (laughs) (laughs) Why is it so sexual? Why is Angel a hot stalker? Why (laughs) am I apparently into that? You know, why is she wearing a shirt that's too big to go to the club? who is teaching Joyce how to parent all of these things. I'm really excited to be able to uh, chat with you guys. (laughs) Yeah, same. I think I, like I said, I've, I've watched the series, rewatched the series many times. And I think that like there was a line, I can't remember who said it, but there was a line towards that end where they're all happy and have forgotten about all the people that died and they, say nothing's ever going to be the same and when you get to the episodes where like they're in college they get pretty dark and pretty depressing and these early ones are campy and 
funny and despite some like obviously problematic male characters it's really nice to watch and it's a very nice like break from what is happening outside of Buffy and outside of the podcast so I'm excited for that too I'm glad that it's I'm glad that we're in the light part of the series that feels very chill yeah totally (laughs) that's very true um I just wanted to give you guys a cool uh like Joss Whedon commentary that he felt bad for giving Jesse so many lines with an S sound in them. And I guess it's because it's really hard to make the S sound when you're in vamp face. (laughs) (laughs) That's really funny. It's easy to make an O face, (laughs) apparently. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, nice. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I definitely really appreciate how it's essentially a vampire Scooby gang type of show. You know, I think that that's, um, yeah, I think that that's like a cool way to to view it. And it's fun and campy, but yeah, I'm I'm excited to see them all become better actors. Like what happened in like the Harry Potter series. Oh, they don't. (laughs) Yeah. They don't. (laughs) It's always only going to be Willow. Willow is pretty good and Giles. Yeah. And like, that's it. That's all you get. Well, obviously Will, I mean, she went on to be in Academy Award when it like American Pie. Yes. How I Met Your Mother. I feel like even in this though. That's a high caliber. Even in this, she's already like just acting circles around everyone else on the show. <laughs> and it's crazy until you see her next to Giles. And it's like, oh, you're as good of an actor oh. as this middle-aged man who's been acting for like 20 years longer than you. Yeah, she's outstanding. I love her. Giles is British, though. He's always going to seem like a better actor because <laughs> he just sounds more polished. Yeah. <laughs> just, he just seems professional and you trust everything he says. Yeah. Dude, I do not feel like we get that from uh, Spike when he shows up, though, and he's also British. Well, yeah, maybe he's James got Marston that, like, isn't punk. British. He's cockney. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's got that, like, punk punkness from British. Yes. Yeah. He's I not... cannot wait. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, that was really great. I'm super happy. Thank you guys for doing this and making time. And thank you, everyone, probably all of our personal friends who listen to this. <laughs> thank you to all of our three to seven listeners. <laughs> We really, we did this for you guys. We did this for the fans. <laughs> follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Instagram. Like and comment below. Comment below your childhood trauma. Yes. What keeps you up at night? You know, let's have a conversation about it. Let's share. Yes. Um, also, patreon.com. <laughs> if you wanted to become a producer of this show, you can donate. Um, what else am I missing here? <laughs> what blood type are you? Brought to you by Squarespace. <laughs> Brought to you by Squarespace, Instacart, Blue Apron, Third Love, <laughs> Nordstrom Rack, Parachute. Ooh, At this point, we're fun. open. Uh, we're open. Yeah. Um, any high end cheese manufacturer. <laughs> <laughs> 
Chillamuck, if you're out there. We'll take it. I'm even down for pub cheese. All right. Brought to you by pub cheese. (laughs) Okay. This episode was created and recorded by Amanda Kelly, Chris Rath, and Jen Rath. It was edited by Jen Rath. Our theme music is by Daniel Nico and James Bassa. Thanks everyone for listening.